This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at EastTexasRadio.com. Welcome to Red River Valley Today, a public service of East Texas Broadcasting, where we talk about people who make this a great place to live. Here's your host, Eric Kaufman. Our guest this morning, Jenny Wilson. It is time for a United Way update. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. All right. Well, and we're waiting to get to the end. And by the way, also, we didn't talk about it before we started recording, uh, podcast. Yes. Reality TV podcast. For the most part, we'll probably talk about other stuff. Yeah. We talk all about all kinds of things. So, all right. Little tease. Uh, Let's talk about 2023. What's happened? Anything? I mean, we're still in January and you're a major planner. Yeah, so let me um, tell you first, we've, um, on November 4th, we had a Lunch and Learn um, planned with the Alzheimer's Association, and it got postponed. It was the day of the tornado, if you remember. Yep, I do remember. Um, But we have it rescheduled for February 24th, and we've changed the topics, and I think it's really going to apply to everyone, not just people who have um, parents who are suffering from dementia. We're doing it with Lisa Schollmeyer, um, the attorney, who... Practices in elder law, and it's all about estate planning, advanced directives, watching out for frauds and scams that target senior citizens. So, really, I think that it applies to everyone who has aging parents and just getting all this free legal advice. And it's a free lunch. It's going to be at CF Paris. Again, it's on February 24th from 11 to 1. Um, the registration link is on our Facebook page. Okay. So, go to the United Way Facebook page, go ahead and register register. The first 50 who register will be in a drawing for a Walmart gift card. So who doesn't love that? But I really think it's going to be really great information for everyone who's dealing with aging parents. This happens to all of us. um, And there's just so much good information out there because you don't want to wait until it's too late. And then all these legal decisions are like falling in your lap. And we've talked about this before. There's so many times you feel isolated and alone in these situations. And you may tell yourself that there are other people going through this, but it doesn't give you much comfort. What does give you comfort is actually being with those people and having and, and hearing stories and telling stories to each other. That gives you so much comfort that you're not alone in this world. Absolutely. And at the end of the Lunch and Learn, we have a great panel put together so people can have a big Q&A session. And one of the things that I have found out from my friends who've gone through this, if you wait, instead of having that quality time with your siblings and your aging parents, what usually happens is the siblings start fighting, mm-hmm. right? Who's going to have power attorney? What decisions are we going to make for mom? And um, how are we going to sell the house? Are we not going to sell the house? So it's better to have made all those decisions. So in the final weeks, days, you can just come together as a family and love and support each other, right? So please register for this. It's a free lunch and learn. It, and like I said, it's at CF Paris. So we have lots of space. That is a very big space. So we would love to have 50 people, 100 people. We could probably even have more than that there. And it's completely free. And we're going to have a great lunch. Okay, where do they, where sandwich, they register? Go to our Facebook page, United Way of Lamar County Facebook page. The registration link is there. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that goes from... 
aging parents, let's talk about kids. It's almost time for Kids Marathon. I know. Yeah. So one of my favorite events of the year. Um, we're pulling together the committee and deciding the exact dates for the kickoff. Now, tell everybody again what Kids Marathon is. Okay, Kids Marathon is amazing. Last year, we had 300 kids register. And what they do is over the course of 10 weeks, they run an entire marathon. They do the first and last mile together at the Trail to Paris. So we have a big kickoff. Everyone gets a T-shirt. Lots of fun things going on. All the kids run that first mile together. Then they come back at the finale with their running log where they've logged on. You know, this is the day I did this mile, this mile. Sometimes they'll do it in school. They'll go out and walk the track or run Mm -hmm. the track. Um, And then they run that last mile together and they cross the finish line. They get their medals. And it's just so much fun. And the parents all get involved. The parents come out and run with them. Um, Whole families do it together. And um, if you've never seen the pictures on our our Facebook page from the past two years that we've done this, go and look at them. The kids are adorable. I mean, they're running and they're just beaming. They're smiling. They feel such a sense of accomplishment. And um, it's all about health and active lifestyle. And like I said, what we've seen is the whole family gets involved. Yeah, it's really, really fun. So those registration forms will um, come home with your kids in school. Um, it's for kindergarten through sixth grade. Okay. Completely then, free. Completely free. it won't be too long after that. We'll be talking about scholarships and all that. Yes. Stuff. Absolutely. So um, scholarship applications are available now. They should be um, in your high school counselor's office. You can also contact the United Way directly, and we can email you or mail you one of the scholarship applications. We're now up to four scholarships. So we have our academic scholarship, our CTE scholarship, first generation to college scholarship. And last year we started a thousand dollars per year so a total of four thousand dollars for kids who want to go be education majors right we have a teacher shortage go be a teacher and if you do you might get four thousand dollars from the united way listen so much of that goodness is a free cheap and shameless for paris junior college the school continues to just excel at meeting communities needs for whatever in uh, whatever uh, uh, work you want to do uh, yeah, and P- if you're going to PJC, you are um, you are eligible for all any of these scholarships. One of the cool things that I love about our scholarships, and I just you know I now have two college graduates, <laughs> huge accomplishment. A lot of scholarships go directly to the university or college. And that's great for paying for tuition, but if you've ever put a kid through college, there's so many other expenses, right? Right. From books to decorating your room to everything, parking passes, everything. We actually give the check to the student. So a $500 check, $1,000 check that you can spend on all of those extras that even, even if you're on a full ride, you still have extra expenses. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we, I, I love that part of it that we're giving it directly to the student. Okay. That's going to be great. Now you have three new board members. I know. You did how a press exciting. release this week. I did. So uh, Dr. Janice Gibbons is joining our board and Melissa Allen um, over at North Lamar ISD and Willie Dyke from Delco Trailers. They actually, um, they got thrown onto the board during the fall campaign. Uh, <laughs> which so, was, which was, Kind of gnarly this year. Um, it was kind of amazing. So can I tell you, we're almost to seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. 
this community just our goal was 575 i never thought i was going to get there i had so many people say you know honestly i've never seen you so nervous i think you even told I me said that. that yeah yeah i, said I mean that and i was i was dead serious i mean we are facing high inflation everyone's talking about a recession we still do not have turner back um although i got to brag on those guys at turner i know it i do it all the time there's only like 10 employees over there and they're contributing almost ten thousand dollars and then i got a check from turner industries for seventeen thousand five hundred dollars anything about any forward movement no but this is just i felt really good to get a check from turner industries of a corporate check because that to me signals that they are still invested in paris texas and it was more than we've ever gotten before and i know (laughs) with their particular business it is very complicated right now it is that world that they're in Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was just an amazing campaign. So two of the new board members have been with us um, for a couple months, but still brand new. Um, But Dr. Janice Gibbons, we just voted her on in December. So January will be her first meeting. And, um, you know, we are always looking for board members. All of our partner agencies are always looking for board members. I really encourage people um, to go out there and see if you can join a local board. You know, a lot of times when we talk about volunteerism, people don't think that being a board member is being a volunteer, but it is. It is. They're all yeah, volunteers. And so definitely um, find something that's close to your heart. You know, if you care about kids, go to CASA or Children's Advocacy Center or, you know, call me anytime. and I'll tell you what sort of the process is of how we pick our board members. And volunteerism was on my list of things to talk about. Everybody, uh, I found this random article. I don't remember what it was. I shared it on my Facebook page. It was things you can do to uh, have a positive effect on your life, like New Year's resolution type things. But it was like, you know, read to a, go to the school, read to the kids. It was right. just things like that, random things like that. Volunteerism is just continues to decline. And there are so many, and we've talked about this tons of times, but the the partner agencies, if you could do an hour a month, if yeah. they knew you could do an hour a month, you would be a huge help. Absolutely. And so if you think about it, if you did an hour a week, yeah, uh, you could have a serious positive impact. on. And it, you pick the cause. Whatever's Absolutely. near and dear to your heart. Absolutely. There's actually so much research, research that shows the positive impact on your actual physical and mental health when you volunteer. Um, it It's not just in theory that it makes you feel good. It actually makes your body and your your mind healthier because there, there's so much good that comes out of volunteering. If you're 55 or older, you can join RSVP, which is a great organization, a partner agency of ours. One of the great things that if you um, join as a member, they have insurance for you. So if anything happens oh, wow. to you while you're at one of the um, – what they call stations, which is, you know, everything from the hospital to the food pantry, there's insurance that covers you, which is a great added benefit. Plus they track all your hours and they have these great award ceremonies, you know, once a year. So if you're 55 or older, definitely think about joining RSVP. Um, If you're younger, we need you. Um, The younger generation is not volunteering. Um, Go to CASA. They need advocates. Um, The training, they have a great training program. They always, always are in need. Go out to Tailored Rides. Um, You talk about one hour a month. Go out there and help with one of their lessons for um, uh, 
kids with disabilities and they need four or five people just to walk around the horse. They are so awesome. They there. tailored rides is amazing. Um, Habitat for humanity, you know, go out and help build a house. You do not have to have a lot of skills. They, they build on Saturdays and on Mondays, call them, see what you can do. They also, if you don't want to volunteer, Habitat always on Saturdays and Mondays needs lunch brought. So sign up to bring lunch. You know, there's so many different things that you can do. Um, you can get on our website, lamarcountyuw.org, and we've got a list of all the partner agencies and all of the volunteer needs they have and how you can contact them. Again, it, it does make you feel good. And and I would, if you've not ever done it, but you've donated blood before, there's oh, a yeah. moment when you're done donating yeah. blood that you really feel a sense of pride and accomplishment. That's what volunteerism, you can have that feeling without getting stuck in your arm. Yeah, which, but that reminds me, we we did do several blood drives over the past and couple we of years. Are, with by Red the way, Cross. I don't want to minimize that. I, I, yeah, I, I need, have it's not time for me to do another long, one. Being in a crisis situation, but we're still in a crisis situation with blood donations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Homelessness. I know that we're in kind of in a transition period. Uh, what's your take on where we are as far as, I know there's another count coming up. There is. There's a pit count on January 26th that's being run by the Red River Valley Homeless Coalition. That's a mouthful. Um, The Lamar County Homeless Coalition dissolved about a year ago, and this new coalition is expanded. It's in now nine counties, um, which I think is really great. Um, I personally feel... And this is just based on um, what I'm seeing. I, I kind of feel like our we're in a better position right now. I'm not seeing it. I mean, I don't know if they – here's the thing with homelessness. You don't know that they right. haven't picked other spots. Right. Because they've been sufficiently harassed out of their old spots. Right. unfortunately is a thing. Well, you know, one of the things that we do at United Way of Lamar County is rental assistance, which is also known as eviction prevention. We are preventing homelessness. Um, Our numbers have gone through the roof. Um, When we started this program, we were budgeting about $25,000 a year. This past year, we... um, spent over 80000 in rental assistance. And next year, we've got budgeted over $100,000 in rental assistance. I know that's keeping people from being homeless. Right. So I mean, it just help. is. Right. Um, usually when they come to me, there is an eviction notice. They are going to end up homeless. And I know a lot of those people are families that end up doubled up or you know, couch surfing and things like that, moving in with family rather than living on the streets because we mainly help... Um, families and the elderly but i think that that's made a very big I feel impact like because you know i'm still keeping track still trying to get moved back to town yeah uh i feel like the rental market has leveled out i feel like it has to maybe even some of the prices have come down some um uh, because they've reached the top and they ended yeah. up vacant for a long time and which we knew was going to be the way it happened exactly they would keep raising the prices until there was you know, they had a rental and nobody's in it. Yeah. So, you know, the pit count's coming up. I've been, inv- I'm not actually involved in this year's pit count, but I've been involved for the past five years. Generally, our numbers are around 45. And that is 20, 25 people living in our homeless shelter. And then those who are either living in abandoned houses or on the street. Of course, when you do a pit count, you can't count anybody doubled up or living in a hotel on their own dime couch surfing. or couch surfing, which is the majority of our people. Um, but we're generally, we come in about 45 
Um, and I imagine that's about where we'll be. You know, 45 is still 45 people too many. Right. Without well, a know, doubt. Especially when you think about extreme weather. When oh. we have it, when it's really, really hot, or it's very like that one cold snap, nobody should be sleeping outside when it's so, four degrees outside. Yeah, I want to let you know, we we came together with the city, the county, City Square, um, Lamar Avenue, Church of Christ, um, Ram Foundation, right before Christmas. If you remember, that was the freeze. And we talked about a warming center, and it became apparent to us, how do, in the world do you get volunteers to run a warming center over Christmas? So we ended up putting... Um, about eight families and individuals in hotels that weekend. And so, and that was, a you know, again, it was really a joint effort. Um, City Square was sort of um, vetting them and figuring out who really had nowhere to go and, and kind of had a contract to, for them to sign. And then we were able to pay for the hotel rooms. And, and it, that was just a great thing that right. we knew over... And we did. We put them in a Thursday night before Christmas, and they were able to stay until Monday morning. Because even though the weather looked a little bit better on Sunday, we're all like, that's Christmas. You can't kick them out on Christmas. So, you know, that's just um, our community really, really working together. To And local restaurants brought them food. I need to get Daryl in here. But, yeah. But talk about City Square. Let everybody know what that is. Because until he got there, it was there, and they were somewhat active but since he's been there yeah they're really out in front of a lot of things yeah he's really done a great job over there so um it's in the old oak park methodist church and they have free showers and free laundry um they have lots of free clothing um over there and they do um hot meals um they're doing right now i think they're doing breakfast and lunch I could be wrong on that. You might have to ask Daryl. Um, we also worked with them really, really closely through the tornado. So um, when the November tornado hit, um, the city and county reached out to several nonprofits, and we had a meeting, and it was determined that City Square would handle all the material donations, and we would handle all the cash donations. This community is incredibly generous. Our corporate partners are incredibly generous. But then... We had a donation come from New Jersey for $5,000 from a chair. I mean, it was coming from everywhere. We made national news. Yeah. We raised um, $190,000. And to date, we've given out 185000 of that. It's, uh, again, it yeah. was horrible. We understand now that a lot of clearing has been done and some rebuilding has taken place and repairs and stuff. Uh you know, the community took it in stride, and we've seen it happen over and over again. Absolutely. You know, we receive a body blow from something, and we just pick ourselves up and, and keep going. And you Absolutely. get to see it on the ground level every it was, day. It was, it, it, I have never, in my fear, five years with the United Way, had that sort of challenge. It, um, it was an, an incredible large amount of money to come in. And that was completely separate from the campaign, right? It was right. during campaign. Um, and then to to get all of that money back out carefully but quickly, right? That was such a challenge. Worked really, really closely with the Red Cross. Again, worked closely with the county to really vet every family that was calling me. And then as soon as we knew they had lost their home or their home was not inhabitable, quickly getting a check into their hands. That was a real a real challenge. And then I know City Square had their own challenge with collecting donations. Right. Then that became 
almost it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Which I mean, al- I think which they had always happens in a clothing all the situation. way up to the ceiling. So right. yeah, please do not clean out your closets when there is a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> give money. <laughs> It is or give your time. I mean, that was terrible. a big thing that was needed. To, uh, the people, you talk about volunteering. People went out there for hours and hours and hours clearing people's land and helping them. I want to, uh, this will be the last thing we talk about, but, you know, just for folks, especially in Lamar County, to uh, understand how our United Way is the envy of so many other counties <laughs> in the state. I mean, yeah. per capita. It's just an, and at the end of the day, it tells the story of an amazing community. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten to know the United Way director over at Greenville um, for Hunt County um, pretty well over the past couple of years. And I mean, their goal was, I think, 150000 this year. Um, and she's just as blown away. And I just look at Greenville and, and commerce and I right. think, how are how are we doing? You know, four times what you're doing. A goodly portion of my neighborhood is in Hunt County. Yeah, yeah, and so you, it, it, it that just blows me away. This community is incredibly generous. I also think that reading the tea leaves of knowing that our United Way really had a change and we really needed to go into direct service. Um, we will always, always support our partner agencies. That, did that? Is that why you raised more money this year? I think so. I mean, that's my personal belief. Uh, Good programming attracts good funding, right? right. Like when when I tell the story of rental assistance, utility assistance, when I tell the story of buying a refrigerator for a mom of five kids who owned her own home and the refrigerator broke and was living for months without refrigerator, Um, when I tell the story of getting, you know, window units for elderly people this summer when it was 105 degrees and they had no air conditioning, you know, the stories go on and on. But when you talk about, hey, somebody needed help, we helped them when nobody else not that nobody else could. It just doesn't fit into the mission, right? right? Like if you're the food pantry and you get a call that someone needs a window unit, that's not your lane. But we have such a broad mission that when someone calls and says, this is what's going on, they need help. Right. You know, I had a call this week. They needed gasoline to get out of this town. They were homeless. Back to family in Oklahoma. Met them at Sefco and filled up their tank with gas. I mean, we can do what we need to do when we really figure out someone is in help. I believe that's why people give money. Well, Period. The end. Right. Well, and the proof has to be in the pudding at the end of the day. Right. It right. They have to, to know that you're helping people. But this is a small community, and now we've helped hundreds of hundreds of people. And I think they tell. They tell their employers. They tell their neighbors. They tell their churches. Hey, our electricity had been turned off for two months. We have four kids in the house. They paid $600 to turn it back on so our kids can go back to school, you know, and do homework and right. all the things. So, yes, this, this community is incredibly generous. But you can't, in order to, this is my belief, in order to raise money, you have to be doing good things. Absolutely. Period. Okay. So that concludes <laughs> that portion, and we'll be shorter on the reality because this is what I'll just tell you while we're recording this. Uh, starting next Wednesday, every Wednesday at 1030, can you come yeah. in? Yeah. All right. Podcast yeah. will start Woo! next week. I'm so excited. Which will be not this so much what we just talked about, but more of how we end every interview. 
And I, I'm sorry. So our first podcast, we'll talk about Salt Lake City because I'll be all uh, Absolutely. You have to watch it. Best one hour of reality TV ever. Hey, can people like call in with a name ideas for our show, our Abs- podcast? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, uh, you can email uh, <laughs> Eric, E-R-I-C, at EastTexasRadio.com. Uh, email me ideas you have for what our podcast should be called. You're right. We need a name. That would be fun. Yeah. I got a place to put it. I got a place to share it. Well, we need a name. Yeah, and 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 topics. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about Real Housewives. But. <laughs> okay, so Lisa Ren is out at Real Housewives Beverly Hills. Thank God. Are you? You're not. You're sad. No, I'm really not. I'm really I had not. To think about it for a minute. I like her a lot, but I, I felt like a lot of that was shtick. At the I end. do too. She picked out this kind of character she wanted to be, and I don't like when the housewives do that. I, I mean, don't either. It's far from reality. We call it reality TV. But I need them to be re- as real in their environment as they can be for me to enjoy it to its fullest. Yes, I, I agree. And I don't like when people feel like they need to stir the pot right. all the time, especially in issues that don't concern you. Right. Like her and the Kathy Hilton thing, I think she also became soap opera Lisa Renna. I think something happened that night, and I think she overplayed it. Oh, speaking of, I'll just get a spoiler for me right now. Do we learn what happened to uh, Heather's eye in the last episode? No, but I think it's getting uh, you can okay. you can uh, process of elimination. I think we all know who it was. Uh, Brand- but there is some rumors there, maybe of how it happened that are just crazy. I don't like how that played out at all. <laughs> Brandy uh, is supposedly coming back, but is she coming to OC or Beverly Hills? I've heard it both ways. I don't know, and I know she's uh, coming back to the new Ultimate Girls trip, right? Isn't she doing another yeah. one of those? Yeah, she's Which, good TV. She's great she's TV. Crazy. I just wish she could keep it together, though, right? No, you don't. You love watching the meltdowns. Uh, we, I wish you could have been here when uh, David House comes in every day uh, to be on to close out Stephen's show, and he always holds court in our lobby, and we were sitting there talking, and he just went down this hate road for these kind of reality shows. <laughs> I wish you could have been here for that. I would have loved hilarious it. Because he mistakenly put the Kardashians with that. No. So then I had to educate him as to no. the Kardashians and how they came Right, and they're on E. They're not even on Bravo. Uh, okay, so Catherine was fired from Southern Charm. Did, did you know that? know that? No. I just learned it yesterday. Okay, why? Do we know why? Because she is exactly who she portrays herself to be on television, and they were all tired of working with her. Okay. She's just not a good person. No. Well, that's true. Well, and that is one thing, reality or not reality. If you are not a good person, it always comes out in the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Absolutely. It always comes out if you are just nasty. And the last thing I want to say about reality anything is that I cannot get enough of anything having to do with Harry and Meghan right now. I cannot. <gasps> okay, I watched I the cannot. whole thing. I do not understand why his popularity is going down because I watched their whole Harry and Meghan and I was like, I love them. I, I've always loved why him. Why is his popularity is going down where? Here Well, or it's going there? down in UK big time. But even here it's going down and I don't understand that. I don't either. I know, but it is. Check Let's into it. Everybody should be totally sympathetic to him. I know. I I love him, though. Of course, I'm too. partial to I love heads, him. I'm but... very jealous. You know, at the end of the day, all of that and all of the salacious stuff and all that, that is one of, uh, an epic love story. Oh, it is. That they I have know. fought their way through all of that and are so strong as a couple. I know. And uh, I, read I love a, that. I read an editorial thing yesterday that said very simply that they are winners because they have beat the palace at their own game. They've controlled the media narrative. Absolutely. More 
than the tabloids have been able to generate in the UK. And if you haven't seen the docu-series, now I'm going to get Harry's book. I want to read it really bad. Oh. So I'm about to get it. Of course. It. And I just don't know how anyone cannot be pro-Harry and, like, anti-William. Right. No, you can't. Like, you I just, every time I see William now, I'm like, you are so pretentious. And so. Well, you just wanted to play the game. The Absolutely. game that Harry explained to us what the game was, you know. It's what to be was king. It? Uh I can't remember. Don't know about how they control, how they talk about if, if a story comes out about them, they don't say anything about it at all. Whatever, whatever the palace rule is for that, it was ridiculous. Yes, and and I was listening the other day that the Camellia, is that how you say her name? Uh, Camilla. Camilla. She was the one planting most of the stories, that she is very close to the media. Well, and, you know, he even referred to her as the third party, which was kind of a salute to his mom, who said there were three parties in the marriage. Oh, yes. She said that in that interview once, that there were three parties in the marriage, and it was her and Charles and Camilla. The most heartbreaking thing, though, that Harry said is that he never believed his mom was dead. He thought that she was hiding and that she was going to come back. And he said every morning he'd wake up and say, maybe today is the day. Uh, just I could cry. It was so sad. You know, and maybe it's just as simple as William was a little older when she died. And so it affected him different than it affected Harry. But it's very obvious that it marked. I mean, Harry even it was in one of the interviews with the book where he said he just it wasn't it was beyond not. He just didn't even want to face it until he was an adult. Right. He couldn't even face the fact of what happened to his mother and why it happened. It's awful. And then the story of, of Charles just coming in and being so matter of fact, your mother's dead. Awful. Just awful. But not off brand for him. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's it. But the, the podcast, they will probably drop every Wednesday Woo! afternoon. I'm so excited. And so we'll start next week and send us your names. And if you just see Jenny running around, throw a name her way too. Just, <laughs> We're just looking for a name of the podcast, and I'll go. Yeah, maybe we'll even too. talk about it during the first podcast, right? Right. The maybe na- maybe we'll just have a us- generic rapper for our podcast at first, until we get just the right name. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'd be really know. excited to see what the names are. That it'll come be up with. in all of your favorite podcast places. It'll be under the East Texas Broadcasting umbrella. It'll be easy to find. We'll share it on social media. Don't worry about it. Excellent. Right. I'm so excited. See you next week. All right. You've been listening to Red River Valley today a public service of East Texas Broadcasting. If you have suggestions for a guest, email eric at easttexasradio.com. That's eric at easttexasradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week, right here on Red River Valley Today. This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting, Find more at EastTexasRadio.com.